Okay, so let's talk about our first fireside chat. Uh, I, I do believe that the church goes through seasons and uh, our church is in a season. And in 2022, uh, primarily what I see and, and have been working through in 2021 as we've come to this year is this idea that our church really has to embrace a perspective change about who we are as a church and what we're doing. And um, we, we, during Vision Sunday in January, you, you heard this phrase that we'll be talking about at least all of this year, maybe longer, maybe for a long time, this idea that we want to become genuine, gentle, generous soldiers for Jesus Christ. Now that came, if I don't know if you missed that uh, Sunday or not, but that came from a, a whiteboard question, uh, or a question that I've had written on my whiteboard for at least two years. And it said, how do I convince civilians that they're actually soldiers? Uh, or may have actually said, how do I train soldiers who think they're civilians? Because the job of pastors and elders is to equip the saints for works of service. And in a perspective in which people don't really think they're the minister, they think they're the consumer, uh, which happens in American congregations everywhere, uh, it's very difficult to train people who don't, they're, they're wondering why you're training them. Like, why would you train me for ministry? I'm, I'm, I'm just a member here, or I, I just attend. And, you know, it's like, oh, no, that's not biblical. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so many weird things, weird trappings with American Christianity that at times are great, and other times it's just, oh, that's so devastating. And so been working now for a long time. Hey, how do we get our church to embrace this idea that we're all soldiers in a battlefield with missions and orders and, and tasks and kingdom work ahead of us. And uh, not everyone in the church is at the same place. That's always going to be the case with the, the church. Some of you guys have been just in the trenches, working super hard. Some of you guys have been on the fringe, not sure if this is really worth it or not. Uh, some of our folks have left. But we're trying to get everybody running the same direction with the same perspective. And so really looking at this idea of being genuine. So why genuine? Because authenticity matters. Nobody wants to spend any time around someone who's fake, who uh, is passive about uh, conflict or the truth. We want to be authentic, man. I want to be. I want to be intimately authentic with people in my relationships, and I don't want to be any different than I am in person than I am uh, behind the pulpit or on these videos. I want to be the same person, just completely genuine all the time, very authentic. Uh, and that means that I'm going to have to run into some conflict at times. In fact, I'm going to have to embrace conflict because I'm not going to avoid the conflict and, 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 and be fake or uh, be passive or passive aggressive. I just, I just going to have to walk into that tenderly. And we'll talk about that in a minute and embrace the fact that there is going to be conflict in the Christian life. There's going to be conflict in the church. It's actually not necessarily a bad thing. There is such a thing as healthy conflict. And so I need to be genuine. Uh, we, we, this is one of the things we teach our group leaders. Man, if you're not genuine, if you're not authentic, boy, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough. It's gonna be really tough. And so uh, we teach them to be vulnerable. You have to lead with some vulnerability to signal to other people that it's okay to be vulnerable. So we're, we're trying to really push this idea of being genuine, that you would feel that in all aspects of our church, whether it's in our group ministry, whether it's when you walk in the door and talk to our guest experience uh, folks, whether it's in the way we preach, teach, build content, sing music, uh, that it's genuine and that it's not fake at all and that you would you would know us by the fact that um, we're just very authentic people. 
Second, uh, gentle. Now, gentle is uh, gentle is a tough one. Last year, in early 2021, I, I just came to this realization that I don't typically struggle with conflict. Um, I typically run into conflict, and, and, and in fact, I maybe aim for it more than I should, but I don't have a problem with conflict as much as I have a problem with being gentle. And yet the Bible says that we should be known by our gentleness. We should be famous for our gentleness. And I don't think that you see that even in, in the church a lot nowadays. You see a lot of divisiveness. You see a lot of um, people kind of going out of their way to, to maybe uh, take jabs and, and be a little more vocal. And yet I'm trying to find this tension, and, and I hope you are too, of being both genuine, so honest with the truth, just forthright, not avoiding conflict, and yet incredibly gentle at the same time. And I do think there are tension. We teach that in our ownership class, the six tensions of a healthy church, that we're, we, we are called to both be truthful and gentle at the same time. And so I'm, I'm working hard on that. That's been a, a goal of mine now for about a, a year of really working on gentleness. And I believe our church needs to work on gentleness too and, and be known for it, be famous for being gentle. And then uh, generous. So I don't know that we've even gotten to the point yet where we've figured out generosity. Uh, certainly corporately, our church is very generous. You know, we, we give away 15% of all of the tithes and offerings that come in into a missions department that, that we put in a different bank account, we give that to missions. So we're going to be updating you a lot about that, about how our missions department works and who our missions partners are uh, in the coming months and, and over the course of next year. We're, we're putting a huge focus on that. But individually, generous, uh, I don't know. Some of us do. So, some of you guys have been uh, very generous and, and very spirit-led in your generosity for years. And uh, I, I think that's a work in progress for us. I think like, really understanding what it looks like to when we see a need running to meet that need uh, is something we're all kind of, it's evolving in our church, it's growing in our church. And then soldiers. So genuine, gentle, generous are attributes, but the soldier is really what we're trying to get to. A soldier is someone that realizes that they're here for a mission. And it, I, I think it's probably the biggest perspective change that we're going through right now is that we're here to be on mission and to get kingdom work done. And you know, look, there's a core of our church that's been working so hard, like they need breaks over the summer. They need vacation. Um, but there's a lot of us that are still, because we've struggled to plug in or we've struggled with a different perspective of what church is, uh, we're, we're not there yet. And, um, you know, our job as leaders, as elders, as pastors, is to continue to share this vision and teach this and articulate this vision that, you know, God called you. When, when he saved you, he called you and he put his spirit in you and he gave you spiritual gifts that are open up first Corinthians 12, 13 and 14. I mean, he gave you spiritual gifts with the entire intention that they would be used for the edification, the building up, the encouragement of the body of Christ. That's the church. And so if you're a believer and you're not serving, it's like there's not even that there's no such concept in the bible of a part of someone who's a part of the body of christ who's part of a church and is not serving there's no such thing it just doesn't even exist in the bible because how could you be saved and then not be connected with christian community how could you be saved and not integrated into this the fellowship of the saints and then how could you get God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of you with giving you and enabling and empowering these spiritual gifts and then not use them for the very intention you were given them, which is the edification, the building up of the body of Christ. It, 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 it's so, 
unfathomable in the Bible that it's just not even there. And somehow in America, we've, we've normalized it. We've made American Christianity this thing that uh, you, is like a show. It's like uh, you show up and you kind of are entertained uh, in some fashion or another maybe by the church, and then you leave the church. Like it's a place that you go and leave, and that, that's not the church. The church is the body of Christ. The church is all week long. The church is a group of people uh, doing life together and using their spiritual gifts. So we're working hard on teaching that on explaining that, on articulating that, on trying to make sure that all of us have that mindset shift because not everybody's there. We're just not. And if you are attending our church and you don't feel plugged in, then I feel like you probably are there, right? You kind of get this like, yeah, I don't feel like a soldier for Jesus Christ. I don't feel like I'm on mission. I don't feel like I have a mission or orders or anything. And, and we're, we're working hard on teaching that, empowering that, um, creating an environment for you to participate and use your spiritual gifts. Um, and, and look, it's lots of work and it doesn't happen super quickly. And we're, we're, uh, we're loving you along the way. So if you're not there yet, we understand, but we're going to continue to try to invite you into that, uh, and creating environments that are attractive to use your spiritual gifts, uh, to find places to serve, to find ways to meet needs, uh, and, and then the last part of that's for Christ, right? We could be soldiers for a lot of things. And at different times in our lives, we were really loud about a lot of things, but we want to be soldiers for Christ. We want to be about the gospel, but we want the gospel to dominate our lives. Um, so maybe, maybe I've been saying this now and we, as, as pastors and elders have been saying this, you know, for a few months and, and you've heard it enough times that you're going, okay, great. You know, but all of that's like a perspective change. You know, to be genuine, gentle, generous soldiers for Jesus Christ is, is kind of like, okay, I think I'm that, but what do you want me to do, Pastor Daniel? Like, what, what are you guys asking me to do? Maybe you're a doer and you just, you don't like the talks about perspective. You want the talks about getting things done. Hey, I understand. Uh, I, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, there's three things you should be doing right now. Um, three broad things <clears throat> in the life of our church. Um, the first is this. You should be inviting people like crazy. You should be inviting people like crazy. I, I looked at my own life and just realized that over the, 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 the COVID months or years or whatever, that I've gotten really, really terrible at inviting people to my small group, inviting people to hear the gospel, inviting people to church and into community. And, um, you know, I, I absolutely believe that our church over the, the past couple of years has, has been very insular. We've been very, you know, we've been very self-focused, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not you, it's me. You know, I need some time to work on myself. And our church has had some time to work on itself. Uh, well, we've, all of us, or most of us in the church has spent a great deal of time kind of looking at how we feel about the church and our own spiritual health and our own, you know, desire to continue to fight this, this fight. And I, I do believe that, as a whole, or at least painting here with broad a broad stroke, um, it's time to move beyond that. Um, I think most of us like it here. We love it here. We're committed to this church. And now it's time to get our eyes up and off of ourselves and out into a really devastated community. I mean, guys, this world's coming through, you know, 18 months to two years of isolation. Uh, church attendance is lower than we've ever seen it. Um, there's a lot of studies out there that say there's a huge chunk of people that left church at the start of the COVID shutdown that are never going to come back. 
Uh, they just, or they have no plans to come back right now. And so our invitation, our story about what's going on and um, what the Lord's doing in our life, what the Lord's doing in our group, what the Lord's doing in our homes, what the Lord's doing in our church, that is a powerful set of stories, guys. And uh, if God has saved you, then you hold in you the hope of this world. And so uh, we're headed into Easter. Guys, we should just, man, everybody better know we're excited about Easter. We're excited about what the, what God's doing. We're excited about our church. And if, if you run in and interact with people in your day-to-day life, uh, whether it's at the store, at a restaurant, at your gym, and they don't know, man, get on it. I, I'm having to get on it. I've been way too passive and way too silent for way too long, and it's time uh, for me to start evangelizing how good God is in my life and telling other people about it, not just keeping the secret to myself. So you should be inviting people right now like crazy. Um, you have such a great opportunity. We have such a great opportunity headed into Easter to get people to say yes to come to church because of Easter. I mean, I cannot wait to see what Easter looks like at our church. Um, that's that's number one. Number two, the second thing you, you really should be doing in this uh, is seeking the spirit. You know, we part of our, our plan for this church is that there are some things that we believe God has very, very specifically called us to do. Uh, but a lot of the how we're going to get that done, we don't think we know. Like, we really don't believe that uh, we have the, the specifics because I really think that God is using and going to use people inside of our church and maybe even people that aren't even here yet to do some of these things and uh, we'll know as they seek God and the Holy Spirit leads them into these different areas. And so some of the most powerful ministries in our church have happened because God was just working in people's lives and they were sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit to go and do those things. Some of the great wins and celebrations that we're just cheering on right now as staff members, pastors, elders are just instances where the Holy Spirit was just very dominant, very overwhelming in someone's life, and they were led to do some act of generosity, some some act of service, some act of evangelism, and uh, no leader had to tell them to do that. No pastor had to come up with a five-point plan. They're just following the work of the Spirit. That's really by intention. The Bible talks about that a lot, and, and we want to continue to see that, celebrate it, uh, cheer you on, show honor when it happens. Uh, so seeking, guys, seek the Spirit. Seek God's will. Pray earnestly for it. Be sensitive to it. Be open to it. Um, these things make you a little bit uncomfortable. Hey, me too. Join the club. Uh, the Holy Spirit's messy and wild and unpredictable, and it's amazing. Uh, but it's vibrant, and you wouldn't want it any other way. And then uh, the third thing, so inviting people, seeking the Spirit, and building in intimacy in your community group. You really want you to build deep relationships in your community group. Uh, now, I said that, and there's probably uh, different groups of people who heard what I just said. I said build intimacy in your community group. Uh, you know, there's probably a group of people that listen to this that go, I would if I were in one. And my, my plug to you is get in one get in one. I know it's hard. I know at times they're difficult. I know they can be awkward. Uh, you, you fear awkward, but get in one. Uh, you're called to close Christian community that, that, that can be intimate, and that takes some work. So building intimacy in your community group, step one, get in one. Uh, step two, maybe you've been in a group for a long, long time. Maybe you've been in a group for, for three years, five years, ten years, and hasn't really changed that much. 
listen, I would prayerfully ask the Lord, is it time to mix it up a little? Should we split our group up so we have room to invite new people? Should we mix it up? I, I just remember sitting and talking to a, a couple uh, group leaders a year or so ago that had a group that just hadn't changed in a while. And some of those people had actually gone to other churches and weren't really connected at all to the life of our church and just kind of out there. They were still good friends, but man, from a Christian standpoint, they weren't really doing a lot of ministry together anymore. And they just felt really led that it was time to end that group and start a new group. And listen, I, I don't know what that looks like for you, but um, prayerfully consider where God's leading you and in your group. And maybe if you lead one or in one, um, hey, are we are we pursuing you, Lord, are we being obedient to, to your spirit as he leads? Uh, third, I would ask this, who needs to be in your group with you? I mean, the invites are not just to church. They're not just simply to hear the gospel, although that would be great if you get an opportunity to do that. Um, but a lot, of, a lot of the first invites for people are to group. Um, maybe it's to youth group. Maybe it's to your community group. Maybe it's to a study. And so, uh, man, there are a lot of folks that will accept an invite to your living room before they'll accept an invite to a pew. Uh, so uh, prayerfully, hey, who, who would come join me in my group? And then uh, my last thing about your group is just this. So one, are you in one? Two, is it time to mix it up? Uh, three, is there someone that needs to be there with you? And then fourth, are you practicing accountability in your group? Are you practicing accountability? Now, what do I mean by accountability? Well, uh, in every group that I've seen really, really, really grow substantially, there's some point where if it's a mixed group, they split into guys and girls and, um, they, they have a time where they can be really, really vulnerable. And what I mean by that is they can confess their sins to one another, like it says in James 5. Um, so they can literally get to the point where they go, here's what I'm struggling with. Here's where I'm failing. Here's where I have sinned. Here's where I've just failed God. Here's where I'm repenting to God. And I just want to just want to pull that in the light. I don't want to hide that. I don't want to act like everything's okay when it's not. I want to get away from this, this faux Christian idea of like, every time someone says, how are things going? I go, it's going all right, even when it's not. Uh, I want to tell on myself and ring the alarm bells. That level of accountability in your group changes everything. It changes everything. It's what actually creates real authenticity and genuineness in your group. It's what really begins to spur you towards growth. It's what signals to other group members that it's okay for them to be honest about their sin and their struggles and, and, and things as well. So my question is, are you practicing accountability in your group? Because it will build intimacy and genuineness in your group, and it will have pay, pay heavy dividends as the Lord transforms you through his spirit. So those are my things. Uh, if you, if you're, you, know, you don't simply like the perspective idea of just talking about what we're doing with uh, genuine, gentle, generous soldiers for Jesus Christ, um, those are things you can do, actions that you can take. Now, there's plenty of things that you can get involved in at our church. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to that email that comes out every week. We also list that. All the stuff that's on that email, we list that on our website as well. So there's places to find out all the cool stuff. Um, you can easily stay up to date with the various things that we're sending out. A lot of ways to connect with our church right now, and I would encourage you to do that. Um, I sincerely believe, like just sincerely believe that... Um, we are about to be blessed in our church with a lot, just a lot of people to care for. And so that's my way of saying, I think that the, the, the numerical 
uh, the, the, the numbers, numerical metrics, I guess, in our church are about to go way up. I think we're getting an influx of people. I think the time timing of this is, is just right because of Easter. I think because of where our church is at and how we've transformed and grown together in unity and love, it's very attractive. People are extremely attracted to the culture of our church right now when they walk in the doors. I mean, I've just heard from guest after guest after guest, when they see you, on Sunday morning and what Jesus is doing through you and, and, and the way you're becoming sensitive to the spirit right now is very attractive. And so we're, we're already adding numbers, right? I think it's going to exponentially grow. And then we get the next problem, which you're like growing. That's not a problem. Oh, but it is because what do we do? What do we do with all these people? They need to be cared for. They need to be discipled. They need to be ministered. And uh, we're scrambling right now as staff, as uh, elders. We are, we are working really hard to prepare for what we believe is this growth. And at the same time, I just I want to remind you, I want to encourage you that uh, we will ultimately, those in our community, ultimately that come to our church will come because of you, because you invited them because you extended an invitation. They will stay in our church because of you, because you connected with them, because you were prayerfully seeking the Holy Spirit and letting God transform you and doing that in the context of the local church. And they see that and they feel that and they understand that when they walk in the door. So they'll come because of you and they'll stay because of you. And if I'm really being honest, they're, they're probably going to be ministered and discipled by you because at the end of the day, I'm... One guy that's only going to be able to interact with a, a small set of people in a given week or month. And so is every other staff member and elder. And there's, well, frankly, there's not that many of us. Uh, and, and biblically, scripturally, the job of the pastors and elders is to equip the saints for works of service. So we're working hard on all these ways to equip you. Man, are we working like just filming content and writing handbooks and devotions and small group content and everything else. I mean, we're, we've got the pedal to the metal right now. But I just want you to know that as the church grows, that actually means you're being called to minister. You're being called to care. You're being called into what, it, what this Christian life is with one another as these people come in the door. And so I want you to own that. I want you to feel empowered by the Spirit and by us, the church leadership, that we absolutely, our plan is you. Our plan is not in a system. Our plan is not in some, some content, some book we found that's going to fix everything other than the Bible. It's in you. It's, it's Jesus coming alive in you, uh, both the invite of people in and the care for them as they get there is Jesus in you. And so, um, I hope that, uh, I hope that that resonates with you. I, I hope you understand kind of our heart a little bit better because of this video. I hope to do some more of these videos, uh, as we, as we continue to progress through this year. And, um, I would just, Hey, listen, God has placed people around you and you in front of people that, that are disconnected and isolated and in need of gospel community, I want you to go get them. Like, just go get them. Uh, don't be passive about it. Don't ignore it. Be sensitive to the spirit and then be urgent. I mean, just let's go. Let's, let's actually visualize ourselves on a battlefield where we find the wounded and they're in need of care and we, we would never leave them where they are hurt and wounded and uh, and not grab them and risk our lives to pull them back into safety. And let's go do that for, for those in this lost, disconnected world the same way. I love you guys. 
Uh, thanks for sitting through this whole thing and listening to our heart uh, as we kind of just spill it over into you. I hope you're encouraged by it. I hope you understand us even uh, a little bit better after it, and there'll be more to come. I'll see you on Sunday.